welcome back to Pastor Pleck's podcast. I am your host, none other than Pastor Pleck, aka Chris Pleckapole. So glad to have all of you here and with me back in the studio once again after a long hiatus is none other than Mrs. Katie Sass. Feel so refreshed. Yeah, you, you should. I mean, that was a long break <laughs> and um, a lot of us felt very lonely over the amount of time that we had missing. Hey, I've been telling you, I need a week off. All right, well, And then I got two, so it's great. Yeah, so talk to me about, you were about to tell me something very interesting before we just went on. Do you remember what that was? Yes, okay. So I have some neighbors that just moved in. Mm. Um, one, the wife is from France. Oh, wow. And the husband is Israeli. Parlez-vous français? And then literally, like, they moved in a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So they have a two-year-old. So I've talked to the mom a lot. We like go to the park together. Wow. Then two. And she's French. Yeah. Does she have the accent and everything? Yes. Oh, fun. Oh, it's like so pretty. Um, and then her and they're Jewish. So she converted to Judaism when after they got married, so that their kids could be Jewish. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that like even if the husband was Jewish, if the wife wasn't Jewish, then that did, that meant the kids couldn't be born Jewish. Right. And so she had to convert. So that their kids she could be converts Jewish. from like Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then last night we run into a family that literally just moved to America from Israel uh, two months ago. I have some Israeli neighbors as well. And I, I don't even know that I've ever like met it, like someone from Israel. Like I don't, I just, I don't know. Maybe we should plan a trip there and like ask them to oh. be our guides. Oh, that would be so fun. Um, but they're, so they're Jewish. Mm-hmm. And he, I also was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I literally just met someone from Israel that's Jewish too. And they're, he goes, yeah, pretty much everyone that lives in Israel is Jewish. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably looked super dumb. No, you know, I don't think that's actually true. There's a lot of Palestinians that are in Israel. Of course, they may not call it Israel, but they are not Jewish. And they're very angry at Jewish people. Mm. So I think that's very fair to say uh, that that you were like, oh, I met another Jewish person. Could have, because it could have been a Palestinian person uh, that was not thrilled with the Jewish state and was very angry. Well, I mean, that's just like shows my lack of knowledge of other religions. But I was just like, oh, wow. I just, so anyways, well, just that, a really fun thing. Yeah, that is a fun thing. All right, so we're, we're talking about, speaking of fun things, <laughs> uh, we are talking about how God opposed the proud, gives grace to the humble, <clears throat> and how in our search for like, significance in our search for uh, moving our lives forward, we often, you know, kind of go, we trust our own ability. Uh, we, we don't want to ask for help. And probably because we're afraid of being insignificant as a whole, or we're just vying for contention, you know, looking for our position or power over peace. And what we talked about this past Sunday was Jesus breaking up a bunch of arguments. The first argument that Jesus broke up in, in Mark 9 was the argument between the scribes and the disciples over a man who just wanted his kid healed. Then Jesus breaks up an argument amongst the disciples and themselves about uh, who was the greatest. And then Jesus rebukes John for his argument with some other guys that were healing people in Jesus' name because he was telling them to go away and stop doing that. And then Jesus is like, really trying to help them with their own argument with themselves, if you will, of like, you know, keeping themselves from sin. And so that really kind of 
the entire gamut of like the the conflict that we find with people really is a struggle for I want what I want what I want and I don't care who is in my way. Now, there was a part of uh, our message where I challenged everybody um, to mirror the prayer of this man who had a son who was possessed by a demon. He'd often throw himself in the fire or into water to kill himself. And he always trying to rescue his kid. And he comes to Jesus, he says, hey, if you can do anything, please help my son, have compassion. He's like, if you can, everything is possible for him who believes. And then the, the man goes, I believe, help my unbelief. And that was just like the most powerful thing for me personally is to see this man in front of everybody. He is at this point so desperate. He doesn't care. And you know this, I know this. You can only be as happy as your least happy kid. And so here he is in utter despair on just trying to help his kid. And Jesus Move with compassion heals this guy's kid from the demon. Now we, we challenge everybody to come up with their own. You know, I believe help me overcome my unbelief, mm-hmm. and uh, we we asked that on. And I was surprised by how many did you get? A hundred. We got about a hundred and eight responses to That's that. That's amazing. Yeah, and 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 just I'll read off a couple. Um, I believe Jesus can heal my doubts, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my tired heart, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my trust, loneliness to raise my daughter in a way that glorifies Christ, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal heal my fear of public speaking and not getting out of this apartment, meeting the right guy with family, water, and land, help my unbelief. I'm not sure what this person meant by family, Family, water, water. family, water, land. Maybe that she... This person. I mean, family, to, water, and land. Those are three great things. Yeah, those. So, yeah, you know? like I mean that. Hey, listen. As long as you're praying, you might as well go big. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Jesus can heal my singleness. Help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my sister's depression and anxiety. Help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my father's alcoholism. Help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can help my friend's ADHD and anxiety. Help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. I believe Jesus can heal my need for approval from others. Help my unbelief. Uh, I believe Jesus can heal my son's financial problems. Help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my unbelief uh, and can heal my husband's legs. Help my unbelief. So I I feel like there was just a lot. I mean, I I just read a couple. And like, honestly, on Sunday, as I was reading them on second service, I didn't do this first service, but after, um, during, before the benediction, I read off a couple of them and just, I was overcome by just emotion because just thinking about all these prayers that are going up and Mm -hmm. how much need there is in our church and just like the amount of like, there's nothing I can do for someone's, uh, you know, the spiritual warfare they're going through, the infertility that they're experiencing or the addiction, uh, mm-hmm. marriage issues. Like, and, and I don't know names on these, but it was just such a powerful moment for me that I was just overcome, gripped by emotion, just started crying on the stage mm-hmm. and just ask God to do a great work. Um, so yeah, I, I, that was powerful. And and, yeah. and just the elders as a as an elder team, we prayed for every one of these on uh, um Monday morning, although we're getting a bunch more in, so we'll have to pray for those as well. Um, but anyway, that was a powerful thing for me. I believe, mm-hmm. help my unbelief. How did that affect you, Katie, just hearing that man's specific prayer? I think that um, it's a really beautiful picture of surrender mm. um, and just bringing your burdens to, yeah. to the feet of Christ and surrendering. Yeah, is there anything in your past where you had to say, uh, Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief? So I distinctly remember years ago, this had to have been almost a decade ago when you did a sermon like this mm-hmm. um, and you you used this mm-hmm. 
why you probably remember this. No, probably because I, it just impacted me. Yeah. So I was a new believer, brand new believer, and so hearing scripture, like hearing someone in the Bible say, "Help my unbelief," I was just like, "Oh." You didn't, like, you needed help believing? Like, that's, but that was so relatable for me mm-hmm. as a new believer. And so I, that, I just always stuck out to me, that yeah. verse. No, that's good. Um, there were a lot of things as a new believer that I needed to surrender. I remember still wanting to date my ex-boyfriend as a new believer. Hmm. I was like, I need to surrender this relationship because I just kept thinking, oh, I just want him to become a Christian so that we can date. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I'm like, you know, 20, 21 years old, like, just that was young holding on. Yeah. That was, that was some fun times. Yeah. I, I think for me, like just, uh, you know, with this land thing that our church was gifted, it was a crazy process. Uh, I believe help my unbelief came into mind a bunch. Um, because there, there were times where it didn't look like the land was ever going to happen. COVID was really hard. You know, how's our church going to make it? I believe, help my unbelief. There's a lot of different things that were just super challenging. Our kids never sleeping. We just, I think we went through a long eight years. Are y'all out of that yet? Yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, good. Praise God. I mean, it, t- Pax is now three. He sleeps until seven. Uh, oh, wow. Titus gets up at uh, five, but he doesn't bother us. So uh, good. he just... Now I'm also up at five. And so he'll come in while I'll be in my prayer times. Like, daddy, can I watch a show? And I'm like, no, you can sit in here and watch me pray though. <laughs> Good. Good. It's, 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 yeah, it's challenging. But thankfully he's learned that not to come and mess with mommy or, or get anybody up when he gets up that early. Um, yeah. So we're out of that out of that stage and it's really, really, really nice. Um, but yeah, there were some seasons there. With just, well, I guess one long season, an eight-year season where, you know, Austin didn't sleep. He would scream bloody murder every night for two or three hours. And it was just awful. Mm. <clears throat> and then Jet came along and he stopped nursing at six months. And so I had to feed him every night. It was just, it was the same thing as, but he wouldn't eat milk. He would only eat uh, food or like the fruit pouches. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Yeah, yep. so we, you have to give him like little yogurt stuff and that was, you're just never knowing if he's getting enough food and that was challenging. Oh, uh, your kid's t- nutrition is something it is, but, always stress about. Oh, yeah. And what's, okay, what's interesting is Austin will never eat uh, Adrian's food because, what? you know, it's just too disgusting or whatever. And of course, I think it's amazing. Uh, but he'll go to the neighbors and eat their food. That's always frustrating. Oh, that would make me oh, cry. Oh, so so he comes home the other day and he goes to Adrian's like, oh, I ate chicken enchiladas at Sully's house. And and Adrian and I were like, chicken enchiladas? You never eat chicken enchiladas. And he's like, yeah, but they know how to make it. And I was like, oh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he has like starvation camp going on at our house. I would have um, moved out. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's definitely challenging. And, and so I feel like wherever you are in life, you are going to be experiencing a, a challenge to your faith in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one of the guys in my community group, and I, and I hope uh, he's listening, and I'd love for him to send some of the questions, just kind of really wrestling with some of the doubt questions that uh, skeptics will bring up as he just was started listening to like a church history book, which or what he thought was a church history book. And the, um, the author just started poking holes in the, the Christian story. And I was like, some of these are really easy. They're not actual holes at all. They're pretty sound. And he's like, oh, shocking. But it did, it did challenge his faith. And there's a point where you have to go, I believe, help my unbelief. 
Um, and, and so I think when you are challenged in your faith, even when you see a healing, it doesn't even matter, right? Like we had a, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, Greg went from wheelchair to walking and that was mm, mind blowing. What do you think? Oh, are you doubting? There's this, there's this irrational fear that I have Okay. that, um, See, this is that, good. that it's a lie that but he why? like could walk all along. But why would he be hanging around in a wheelchair? I don't know. And I, and I'm not saying this is good that I feel this way. Um, like, cause so much of me is like, oh my gosh, I want to believe that like God did this huge work. And it's not necessarily like a doubt in God's ability because I know that God is powerful, but it's because I, I've seen, I know the sin of man. Like I, okay. I like, I know that like, I've just, I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's, and we haven't like, you know. Maybe there have just been times where like, there have been so many people that have been disingenuine and. Okay, you know, listen, it. it but but don't, possible. no one listen to me, okay? Don't. Are, are you, is this like your plea for I believe, help my unbelief moment? Maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. So I like just, when you saw, see him walking around. It's just on, too bizarre. Like, does it not? Am I, I mean, the only don't you one remember him like, sitting in his wheelchair right back there? Uh, you know, kind of, not, I don't want to say he was in the way because we're grateful for everybody in wheelchairs, but it was like he's right there. And then, like, even when I kind of moved chairs out of the way for him so he could sit in a row, he was like, oh, I'm going to sit back here. But because it's not like a, it's not a character judgment on him. Like, I don't, I don't know him. He seems really sweet every time I see him. Like, and, I, and but I think there's this part of my brain that's like, that's not real. Okay. Mm. And so, yeah, maybe I just need to be healed from that. Uh, <laughs> or so, maybe you need to have childlike faith. I mean, why not just believe that God, that God so. heal him? I, I, it, it just no, like doesn't make rational sense to me. So sure. then that's why I'm like, Meh. Yeah, like, I mean, listen, and why him? Like, what, like he, he told well, me, he's like, I'm a lone wolf. I don't really hang out with anybody. So no, there's no one he's going to go tell the story it's to. It's not about him personally. Okay. It's not about, it's not like him personally. You it's like, like it's the idea of like. Jesus being raised from oh, the dead. Oh, you just happen to like be able to walk now? Like, I don't. Yeah, I, no, I listen, it's, it's a crazy, I mean, if I hadn't seen the guy for three months before that coming every week in the wheelchair and just longing to stand, he's just like, I just want to stand. And like, he would like, you know, and, and sometimes he would actually do it and then he'd just like kind of sit down and he like couldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. Like to me, I'm like, it's pretty powerful. It is. It is. When I tap into that childlike faith, I'm like, wow, that is awesome. I mean, and could, then whenever I tap into my like, oh, that guy's tr- just trying trust to- issues. <laughs> like, are you just wanting like he, attention or like, I don't. I mean, he got like one podcast and like ever since that, it's not like he's come to both. He used to come to both services because it was just too hard uh, for him on him physically go, you know, come here, do his thing and go immediately home. Now he just walks in, comes to first service, and then he rolls. Maybe I've just never seen anything like it. So it's yeah, hard no, for me I, to I, like... Listen, I, I, I definitely appreciate the skepticism. Is that terrible? No, that no, no. I appreciate this publicly, your skepticism. So he could probably I mean, see it and be like, a, wow, there was a famous Jesus. apostle that didn't believe either. You know, they, his name was Doubting Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Guess that's my new nickname. Doubting Katie. Doubting Katie. <laughs> no, no I, I can appreciate it. Listen, I, I, I think we had him on here and his story, his whole life story is pretty insane. And um, I'm grateful. I would love to have you come and like just kind of grill him maybe. Be like, I don't want to be a 
I almost cussed on the um, podcast just now. Um, I think we are live. Yeah. Well, I'm. I. I was. I almost was like. I will. I don't want to be a beep, beep to him. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Now I feel really. No, I now mean, I feel like I need to take all my words and bring them back. To no, my, no. I think I think what you're put feeling, him back in my mouth. <clears throat> I think what you're feeling is what everybody feels, and I think in our like, there's times where I'm saying, "Did that actually happen?" I like because like when I prayed over him, he started like you crying. You didn't even remember. I didn't even remember it. I was like, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Like I, all, I do remember when he was, I, he was crying, like sobbing when I prayed over. Him. I was like, "Man," the, yeah, I felt like it was you know a little bit uncomfortable because it was like. Okay, you know, because it's like, well, have, you're like, okay, like, I'm going to go over here now, you know. I think what's what's annoying is because over the last, like, what, almost 10 years, like, mm-hmm. there have been people that come to this church mm-hmm. that, like, would do these, like, really crazy, <clears throat> oh. bizarre things. <laughs> and, like, they just kind of, like, they look like there's, this God has just done a miracle in their lives. Mm-hmm. And it's all fake. Like, it's mm-hmm. all, and then you find out it's all a lie. And you're like, oh. I mean, wow. I don't know if they, they, I totally thought they had that, a, yeah, they experienced emotion and then they made all these commitments and then their life didn't change at all. Yeah, and you're just so I don't know, maybe I've just I mean, I think that's why yeah, I, is there a reason to be skeptical? Absolutely. Uh, is there a part where we need to be shrewd as serpents but innocent as doves? Yes. And I think that's what what makes that hard. And I think that's why we do need when it comes to healing in this, in this man's case, the, like the disciples tried to heal this guy. And the funny thing I think about is like they never tried to pray. Yeah. That part to me blew my mind. Well, I literally just read yesterday morning in Acts where uh, John and Peter, right? Mm-hmm. John and Peter yeah. healed the lame man. Yeah, Acts at, 3. At the, beauti- the what Gate is it? Beauti- Gate of Beautiful or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, wow, it's kind of ironic that I read this story the, the week after... You know, this thing that I'm super skeptical of, but yeah, just kind of. I mean, yeah, it is pretty crazy. Uh, And he, you know, it's not like his life has been super clean. He did live uh, homeless for a little bit and life got hard on him, but man, God has blessed him and I'm just excited uh, for him. So I know that we're, that's not actually the intent of of our talk this morning, but did want to kind of go through like other things that uh, people are wrestling with. I, here's one. I believe Jesus can heal my panic disorder, help my unbelief. What would you say mm. to that person uh, in there? You know, and plus we just had Greg and we say, listen, Jesus can do it. Help your unbelief that he can. Because I think that what what's helpful about Greg, I guess I'm, I'm pointing over there because that's where he, I prayed over him, but he actually sits right here. Uh, I feel like the reason why that's so helpful is it becomes real. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I believe Jesus can do stuff. I've, I've seen Jesus do stuff, help my unbelief. Yeah. And so I feel like this person with the panic disorder, uh, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my lust and my fear of the future, help my unbelief. I, I, I love that, um, that hope that we're, we're sort of feeding into to people mm-hmm. is God can overcome your lust. God can overcome your anxiety. And that's a promise. Like, yeah. I, I feel like that there's a lot of this stuff that's promised that, that he might not take the thorn out of your side, but he is going to provide hope and he's going to pro- provide a future for you. So with that, I, I think it's important for us to sort of double down on our hope in Jesus. Any other thoughts on that? No. Yeah. All right. I don't think I need to have any more thoughts yeah. on this. I, I, that's all about all I got. Uh, so... <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm so blown away by uh, 
just the, re- the I want to read a couple more of these. Just how much? No, it's really beautiful. Like uh, they're, yeah, I, it's really cool. Yeah, I believe Jesus can heal my anxiety, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my selfishness, help my unbelief. Yeah. I believe Jesus can heal my everything, help my unbelief. I believe, Ron and I both sent one in, so that was fun. Yeah, I believe Jesus can heal my family to be honest with with each other and love, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my apathy, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my anxiety, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my relationships, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my wife's mental health, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my lifelong chronic allergies, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my anger, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my knee, my finances, my relationships, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my lack of faith, restore my Christianity, help my unbelief. Mm. And I, that to me is just like, That's oh. a good one. You know, like someone's just kind of like, I, I'm struggling believing in Jesus. Yeah. I believe Jesus can heal my fearful spirit, help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal, heal my marriage, help my unbelief. And Jesus, Jesus can heal my finances, help my unbelief. And Jesus can heal my time, need for time with him, help my unbelief. And Jesus can heal my emptiness, help my unbelief. Mm. I believe Jesus can heal my wounds. Help my unbelief. I, Jesus can heal my ear infection, hearing issue. Help my unbelief. I believe Jesus can heal my anxiety about the future. Help my unbelief. Uh, the anxiety about the future seems to be overwhelming. Oh, yeah, that's a common one. Yeah. Um, in fact, whenever I do, where are my anxiety people at? It's like, I feel like half the room goes and like they're unabashed. I'm afraid. Uh, I'm anxious yeah. about the future. Uh, is, that, is that a you struggle or not? Mm. I don't really look at you as an anxiety person. No, I mean, I would say I have, I experience anxiousness at times. About what? Um, I mean, oh gosh, ever since I became a mom, like golly, I just, I get so anxious about her getting hurt. I get so anxious about, you know, when she's doing dangerous crap all the time <laughs> and thinking she's going to like fall and break her head open. So, you know, I just, yeah. So like, I think there's a difference between, oh, this makes me anxious and, oh, I have anxiety. Oh, that's fair. Because I think a lot of people that can feel anxious sometimes automatically identify themselves as, oh, I have anxiety. Right. When it's like, no, I think you just felt anxious in that moment. Hmm. That's good. All right. Um, well, listen, guys, if you have any questions for us, just text us in at 737-231-0605. We'll go to pastorplek.com and we would love to answer your questions. And listen, we, we're still praying over all these, I believe Jesus can heal my uh, whatevers, help my unbelief. And I really would encourage you to just jump on the bandwagon of asking God to heal your unbelief in whatever manner uh, that you're asking for. And this gets to the spiritual part of your relationship with God that isn't quantitative. You, you can't, you know, how much faith do you need? Well, you need the faith the size of a mustard seed to, to move mountains. Mm-hmm. And so clearly it's, a, it's about believing in God's goodness and trusting him with your whole life. That really is, comes to the fruition, comes to the focal point. And I think what happens is we struggle with giving God control of our lives and mm-hmm. being powerless in the moment to be dependent upon him because what that means is your anxiety, it gets the full exposure because you don't have control anymore. And the illusion of control of the the digital currency that's in your bank account, you don't actually... You don't actually look at money. You don't actually have currency probably. You have some digital number in a bank account somewhere and you're trusting in that mm-hmm. as opposed to trusting in Jesus, mm-hmm. neither of which you can see which is sort of weird to think about. And so I feel like that's sort of the struggle that a lot of us have, that God's telling us to trust in our true source of uh, power, our true source of nutrition, our true source of shelter and provision. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And God, hold on. Oh, good. Are you going to land the plane for us? Yeah. God does not work based on our amount of faith. Oh, nice. I saw this video yesterday where this woman was talking about how 
you know, the amount of faith you have, that's how much you'll see God work in your life. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. You're telling this to people? Like, who do you think you are? So anyways, just wanted to clarify. Yeah, so it's a mustard seed God, of faith. God does not work based on the amount of faith we have. Right. God is God and he will always be God and he will always be sovereign and he will always be able to do all things. I love that you use Regardless of you. So anyways- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that just really pissed me off when she said that. So, anyways, I'm done. All right. Well, from our house to yours, have an awesome week of worship. We'll see you next time.